Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. I'm Stephanie, and I am so delighted to be joined today with author Antoinette Trulio-Martin, the author of Daily Bread. It's a story for middle grade readers, but even our adults are going to absolutely love it. Antoinette, thanks for joining me. Thank you. I am so thrilled to have you, and uh, what a great story this is. But but let's bring us, yeah. bring us back to the beginning. How did you get started writing? Oh, I've been writing... Uh, I've always wanted to be a writer when I grow up. Really? That's, that's always been what I had to do, but, you know, one must be practical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I don't believe in practical. You yeah. know that. <laughs> so, but really, uh, you were a little girl and you wanted to yeah, be a writer? Yeah, in my composition notebooks, had terrible poems and stories, and uh, I used to make the, the greeting cards and, and all. So I was always writing, always kept a journal. Um, I had no idea. Have you kept a journal since you were a girl? I did, but I don't have them because my mother cleans things out. <gasps> <laughs> no! So I really don't have my my old ones, but uh, I've Do kept... You keep a journal today? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. know, that's one of the things I always say. Yeah. Writers should keep journals. I don't, but writers yeah. should keep journals. Yeah, no, it keeps it keeps the uh, the writing juices going. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, so... Yeah, you know. I can't believe Mom threw away the old ones. I don't think she knew what they were. I think that everything was in a box, and yeah, yeah, you know, I get that. Yeah, my my time had expired there, so my there you go. Gosh, <laughs> so you always wanted to be a writer. What mm -hmm. what did you since since you weren't a writer from day one and you were practical? What was the practical yeah, choice? Well, I'm a I'm a speech therapist, and uh, worked in early intervention for a long time, most of my career, and uh, had just recently retired as a special ed teacher in the schools. So special ed, speech, and um, had did that, uh, had, had have done that for almost 40 years. Okay. Yeah. And it gave I, you lots more time to be writing. Yeah, I did a lot of writing and then raising kids and uh, nieces and nephews and big family uh, has lots of fodder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure the family has fodder, which is why yeah. the book. Now, in the story, it's about an immigrant family mm -hmm. um, in the lower Manhattan. Right. So what inspired that story? Is that your family? It's my family. My, my grandmother was uh, a great storyteller. And um, around the table, she would come up with these stories. Some not so happy, but every now and then she had um, a, a great story about her childhood. And after doing a little bit of research, I'm realizing she's talking about the Lower East Side, Little Italy, on Mott Street. And um, this was a story that she told when she was 10. And uh, she got to 
they had a, there was a Jewish baker on on the corner who uh, allowed children to come in early in the morning and learn to bake bread. And um, so, but the, the, the deal was you came early in the morning, prepared the dough, went to school, and at lunchtime you come back, knead the dough, shape it, go back to school, and then come back at the end of the day. You could buy a loaf of bread for three cents instead of the regular five cents. So even though families, so he had free labor and he was still right. selling bread. I don't. Well, it was <laughs> just the family bread. Just okay. you, they're just making one loaf of bread. Right. You had to be a certain height so you could reach the table. Right. So that you're not knocking bowls over, and uh, you had to. Um, I what it sounded like he was looking for a print, an apprentice. Yes. He didn't have children, and his wife was doted on the children. She would make them a special breakfast roll and had something for them for lunch. Nice. She didn't want to see anybody hungry and they lived in a bakery so everybody should have right, at least right. a piece of bread. So um, so it was a big attraction. And the children would feel like they were contributing to their family because right. they could get exactly. this bread. Yeah. It, so it was, a, it was considered the big help. It was a big kid thing to do. Wow. So my grandmother was the eldest of five daughters and uh, the middle one in there kept tagging along and she was cute and pretty and red hair, blue eyes and she twirled around and danced and the baker's wife just loved her and wanted her to also learn to bake bread but she was really too little. And uh, But now the older sister, my grandmother Margaret had to had this tag along sister with her. Ah, so, so your your grandmother was the older sister yes, in the yes, story. Yes, she was now the older sister. Okay. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. exciting. But uh, what I was able to do is to weave in some um, traditions that uh, immigrants did come to the, to the New World with, you know, how they named their kids, um, what they were allowed to do, especially girls, uh, what they were expected. Um, I know with a, with a lot of families that came, especially Jewish families, they revered education. Some of the laboring uh, Italian families from Sicily and lower um, southern Italy area, especially for girls, the ed education was not a priority. If you right. know how to read and write and figure out numbers, you're good enough. Right. They wanted them to go to work because that's what America offered was work. Work. Right. And uh, an opportunity to be able to, to uh, buy land and, uh, and have a farm. Right, right. Yeah, that sort of thing. So that's all weaved in. And plus there's um, some actual historic history that goes on with the way unions were uh, were being organized, mm -hmm. uh, the way schools were educating children, right. and uh, the way um, factories were were working their their people. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great so. way to, to learn about this time in history, mm -hmm. but not through a history book. Right, right. So I, I did a lot of research. Um, the Tenement Museum was fabulous. Oh. Yeah, we, uh, we all did the whole uh, tours and everything, and they've been great with resources. And um, so, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it, for me, that, that was the fun. Yes. Sifting through the research, what to include. And yeah, sort of and, and it's kind of a memoiresque family story mm. in a historical fiction. fiction. Right, right. So, Fantastic. you know, and and bread is 
Bread is everybody's. Uh, bread is everything. Every, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now That's, this is uh, the first of the Becoming America's mm -hmm. stories. So what what else are in Becoming America stories? Are there any things that have to do with cooking? Uh, yeah, we have some uh, some more food. Well, there's some food in here. We have uh, a companion cookbook that's coming out, and um, the, and that has some uh, that had they're primarily family stories about food <laughs> and about um, how food you know shapes the family and how they've evolved through time. You know, when they came over as immigrants, there was just so many resources but they're looking for the same flavors, the same smells, right. the same feel of food, and, and how that evolved as time went on. And um, Now you're from that big Sicilian family that mm -hmm. they're cooking all the time. We're co we cook all the time. Yes. <laughs> we're our events are defined by what's on the table. And, I'm from uh, the make a phone call and order something <laughs> family. So. <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> I mean, yes, but but how wonderful to be around the table yeah. and to hear these stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm loving that your grandmother told you these stories. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, and I think that's what was with my family is that when you sat down, you listened and mm. you heard what went on, you know who came back, what they're doing, uh, what happened, uh, all these things. Even, you know, when there, there's a disastrous event on how this one or that one right. reacted and uh, managed through. And yet there's food on the table to, you know, kind of work, work it through. Yes. And, um, but what was really fun doing the cookbook is being able to sit down with my parents and my aunts and uncles and I uh, said, so, so how did Grandma make that brajoli? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, my gosh. Brajoli. Yeah, you. you know, so we, uh, you know, so we're figuring that out. You know, the eggplant, you know, I can't make eggplant like her. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, you know, because foods change. But it's, it's, the end product is being able to just sit down as a family and enjoy it. And in Daily Bread, the family comes at the end of the day and sits down. Yes, and um, and and recaps their day, or they're just together, because you know basically th this is who we have. What a great thing! Yeah, to remind yeah. families that you know today mm -hmm. we can still sit down. Yeah, we can still sit down and doing and recap and eat something. And eat something. Eat something. Maybe not as good as mine. My family's not Sicilian, so I don't think that we're eating as well. Just eat well. a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I might need lessons looking yeah. at the cookbook. Yeah. You'll have to actually come over and help me with the recipes yeah. there. Yeah. But uh, yes. Yeah. So, now, 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 I'm I'm presuming that your grandmother is not here to read no, the book. No, she isn't. But but I'm guessing been... I'm guessing she read the book anyway. One way or the other. One, One way, way or the, the other. other. Yeah. She read the book and she's saying, yeah. Internet, you yeah. did it. Yeah. You did it. You got the book out there. You got my story <laughs> mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. So there are other good family juicy stories. Oh, there's a load. There's oh, a load. I love that. There's a witch in the family. There's this one who oh. comes back and, you know, oh, a witch, a witch in the family? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can't wait to read that book. That, that, that's, a, that's a good story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, how, how they eventually managed to find, you know, their, their little piece of America. Yes. And, um, and have their own earth. Oh. That, that sort of thing and, you know, what that meant. And, you and, know, I'm not Sicilian, mm -hmm. but it's all of our history. It, you know, it I'm from is. New York. That's mm -hmm. my history, mm -hmm. too. 
And uh, you know, you, ha you, s you hear about all these people who could trace their lineage back and all. I'm, I, I might be able to, but really it starts when they got on the ships. Right. When, when, and they took that leap of faith and risk, you know, and, right. and, and to live in, in these horrible places, really, you right. know, they, and to make it their own so that they could raise their children and have hope that, and this is a better life than it was yes. back in the, in home, at home. Wow. You know, so, and, and to leave everybody behind. Great story. Yeah. So, Great story. So that's quite, you know, so I think a lot, a lot of, you know, at least for my family, the beginnings are at Ellis Island. Fabulous. Yeah. Now talk to me as a writer. Mm. How was it writing this? What would you, this, uh, was it harder than you thought? Easier? This was a joyful write. Oh, okay. This was a lot of fun. I love to do the research. Okay. I, I fell into a lot of rabbit holes. So, you know, for days I'm looking up, you know, were there bread machines in bakeries? You know, uh -huh. how did they power it? <laughs> you know, uh -huh. that sort of thing in 1911. And, you oh know, my what, gosh. what kind of electricity went through the city at the time. So you are like a resource on 1911 it's, now. At least I'm on If you're street. on Jeopardy and the category is <laughs> 1900s, you are like, I'm there. I got this. Yeah, but it was, uh, so for me, it was a lot of fun just going into it and, and trying to verify and all, and then to be able to weave the story around that, you know, the, some details about the kids and about the family and how they lived. I had to change because it wasn't accurate. Right. Um, you know, so so for that that was the hardest part about writing it, but it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you mentioned it though, mm -hmm. because so many people won't think that research goes into fiction. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's uh, fiction! I can make it all up. No, no, <laughs> no. no I, I made up, you know, the characters, personalities, and and whatnot. But um, but the but the setting has to be true. I'm even, I'm even looking up weather reports. Wow. And, uh, you know, to make sure I had the right, right, right. right weather going on yes. at the time. Um, I don't want to be called on it. And, yeah, and you spoke <laughs> about things that are absolutely, I mean, the streets are the streets. And, and in the book was the infamous Triangle Shirtwaist Factory yes. fire. And mm -hmm. that has to be reported as Right, uh, yeah, as and, and just logistics of how, how did the kids get there? Right. Yeah, was it was there a trolley? Was there a subway? Was, was it there yet? Were they digging? You know, all this. Yeah, to know the all right. All this the stuff. Truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you yeah. mentioned that because people don't realize mm -hmm. that we we know if we're reading something. And, right. And probably most of us have had that experience of reading something and saying, well, it's, it's yeah, when it's just not ringing right. Exactly. Yeah. The other fun thing I was looking up was uh, uh, slang. Oh, interesting. Yeah, what, what you know, what, what pop uh, culture uh, right, right. slang was going on. Nobody said cool. <laughs> the kids don't say cool, but they'll say keen. Or, uh, yeah, uh, you know, one character's well-dressed, mm -hmm. and they called him a dandy dresser. Dandy dresser. And, uh, you know, so things like that. And that was a lot of fun looking up those little sl slang uh, pieces, right, especially right. for a family that was just learning oh, I'm how to so communicate in English. So it's a, uh, you know, so I, th I thought true. it gave a little more depth. Language mm -hmm. has changed mm -hmm. and evolved. Oh, yes. I mean, even from, you know, 10 years ago, yes. language mm -hmm. has changed and evolved, but certainly you're writing about 100 years ago. Right, right. 
Yeah, and all these these words on how different it means, you know, the different meanings they have. Right. So, um, so for that, it's it's a fun series. I, I love writing for children. Um, I, I find kids to be, uh, you know, so enthusiastic right. when when they read something that puts them in a different time and place, and uh, and yet it's an accessible bit of history. I mean, right. you can you can look up New York City. Yes. And uh, and see what it had looked but like. But reading a yeah. story and getting pulled into the mm -hmm. characters, yeah. and that makes it so, it's what a way to learn. Right. And and also I think it gives children and, and you know, people, uh, everybody else, a, a chance to realize that the, the time that we live in now is historic. Oh boy. Mm. Especially now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the yes. time, but the time that we live in now is historic and um, you know, in years to come, right? Somebody will be writing this. Yeah, we'll we'll take our characters, our characters, and put them in this setting, and and there are stories, and we are we are living the stories, right? Of uh, you know, of the time. So, so behave yourself, yeah. folks. Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be writing about us in some day. Yes. Better yes. behave ourselves. Yeah. So it sounds like writing historical fiction for children is in your blood. Yes. Well, and well, writing for children. I have um, in 1993, I published a children's picture book called Famous Seaweed Soup, and uh, basically about a beach day that we always had done and the kids making seaweed soup, and that was a great little book and it had a nice long life uh, for a while. So, but it's now out of print. But I I love doing that book because I was able to go into schools and read it and um, you know picture books are treasured yes and they're kept and they're passed down absolutely so uh, so now I'm getting uh, the children uh, of the children nice uh, reading the books that they, that their parents had as children so that that's that's uh that's always fun have you ever thought about writing in a different genre just for fun just for fun um, well, I did a memoir, mm -hmm. and I did Hug Everyone You Know, and that was my first year with uh, cancer. And um, I, I didn't like writing that one. Okay. Because, you know, it was a hard subject. I just felt that I needed to. Okay. I was going to ask, why write it if you didn't like yeah, writing it? I, I needed to. At the time, I was re-diagnosed with stage four, so I figured I, I have minimal time left and, and that uh, was in 19? That This was in 2012. 2012. And the book was published in 2017. Okay. Yeah. And so you had minimal time. And I felt I had minimal time. <laughs> I was going to say, and you're sitting here with <laughs> yeah, me right no, now. Yeah, no, I'm fine now. I'm, I'm delighted. Good. No, I'm good. I'm good. Loving this is stage this. four. This is, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is stage four. I'm so loving I'm this. So I'm managing pretty well. Thanks delighted. To, thanks to Memorial Sloan Kettering. Oh. Uh, but... You know, so I wanted to write something. Yes, uh, yes. So that my girls would have would know. And, yes. Um, but that that was done. Um, other genres. Uh, I don't know. I I've I've been so immersed yeah. in this. This is great. Um, I've done. You know, I've been dabbling with doing workbooks for children, with journal writing. I mean, as to, a teacher, yeah, I can see yeah, that you because love. I, I got to, I got to do something that way. Got to be practical. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I thought you were Sicilian. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to, but yeah, you do. <laughs> but, um, but I, I do like the the children's stuff. Yes. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try YA, 
<laughs> step just it push up. It, push it a little just bit. Just step it up a we're, little bit. We're not bit. going full into adult. We'll yeah, just go a yeah. little, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to. You I'm never just, know. Yeah. Just asking the question mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. if you ever felt like there's, you know, this crazy romance that's floating around in the back yeah, of your head or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But right now I'm going to be pretty busy with this. Bus you are yes. going to absolutely yeah. be very yeah, busy with this. You get don't book have two time. going. Book no three. time for romance. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And actually the best children's books are, as this is, um, for adults to read along with yes. them. And whether it's an adult who's reading aloud, now I wanted to mm -hmm. ask you about that because you're a teacher mm -hmm. as well, um, but also for the teacher. If the teacher hates the book, if the teacher mm -hmm. is not finding mm -hmm. nuance and character, they, they're not going to want to do this. They're not going to want to do it. And um, I, as I was writing the book, I was very conscious of, you know, is a teacher going to want to sit down with the kids crowded around her and read this book? There are no, yeah, there's no pictures. Right. And, but there are some incredible bits of, you know, incredible literature. Right. That, that kids will just eat up in a read aloud. Yes. And I, I think this is one of them. Yes. Well, it's mm -hmm. a good thing that you're a teacher because you know what children are like and mm -hmm. you know that dynamic in a classroom. Right. Also, yeah. because you've worked now as, as, with what age groups were you working? Uh, mostly elementary school. Okay. Yeah, and I had babies and then when I went to the uh, public school, I was in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. So you are well versed yeah. in. I'm seasoned. Seasoned? <laughs> seasoned teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think seasoned is a cooking word. Yeah, and well, you are you know, all we, about the we food. know how to put it all together. You're all about the food as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the food is fun. Now, you just mentioned the word journaling. Mm. Um, and I wanted to bring us back yes. to that because you have journaled. And as much as I say that one should, mm -hmm. I've never done it myself. Why do you think it's a good idea, and what would you recommend how we start? Um, I, I, for me, journaling um, is my way of expression. It's, uh, I can rehearse words I need to say aloud mm. with it. I can get out all the, the rage and the anger and the confusion and all that. It is the best therapist I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> and it's free. And it's free <laughs> at any time, you know, so it, it will be there whenever I'm ready. Um, I like it because um, it gives me permission to be by myself mm -hmm. and in my head by myself without having to worry about anything else. And I can close the book and uh, come back to it whenever I need to. So, um, so yes, it's, it's cathartic, cathartic, cathartic and, um, and it just, when, when I don't journal for a couple of days, I, I could, I feel it. Really? I, yeah. I feel that I'm just not right and I have to go back to it. It's, it's a way to be grounded. It's my, my way of grounding. It's not everybody's way, but it's my way. And um, what I did for the kids, especially during this pandemic mm -hmm. time that we have been living in, um, the kids have been home and teachers are scrambling for activities and whatnot. So I put out um, uh, thoughts gleaned while quarantined Ooh. prompts. Wow. <laughs> thoughts gleaned while quarantined. So I, I put up uh, 
some uh, primary and intermediate intermediate prompts right. uh, for kids to just kind of think about and and put down on paper, be it a sentence or you know long paragraphs. I gave it out to my my little neighborhood children. I had a five year old that drew incredible pictures wow. and uh, did a nice job, and uh, the others you know filled the book. So uh, so it was great. Yeah. So. I, I liked doing that, so that I felt like I was contributing. Fantastic! A bit. So, if I or any of our viewers wanted to start journaling, how do we start? Oh well, you need to find a book you like to hold and carry around with you. Uh, any type of notebook. They make pretty ones. Now, they make very good. pretty ones. <laughs> they, if you like inspirational things, great. But you have it, it's a very personal choice. Same thing with pens. Okay. And pencils and whatever. It has to be a personal choice. Has to be a personal choice as to where you like to sit. It depends on the temperature, you know, where yes, I'm yes, sitting. Yes, I get that. You know, or if you like to be bundled in a blanket or, you know, in your bed at night. Um, and uh, just kind of maybe recap the day. And I always start with a weather report. Oh, do you really? <laughs> Interesting. Well, you know what I like about that? Sometimes I would think that someone is faced with a blank page. Mm -hmm. And I... I speak to people about right, writer's yeah, block all yes. the time. But you just said you start with the weather report. It gets the pen right. moving. Right. It just makes the pen move. You know, the date is standard, and the weather report is just a matter of looking out the window. Right. You know, and then it goes from there. Um, I never really seem to need prompts. Lots of people, you know, most people do like a prompt. They like a theme. Okay. They like to, you know, I'm, I've usually got so much going, <laughs> i got to get it out now. <laughs> and that will take care of my prompt. But, um, but some, you know, some people do like to have some focus and, and, and a theme going on, which is great. Right. But um, there's, there's a million sites wow. with uh, themes and, and prompts to look for. You know, either you're looking for a spiritual uplift or just uh, a way to chronicle your days or right. whatever. But uh, Now, the prompts that you put out, are those on your website at StoryServe? Uh, yes, they are. They, it's in the uh, the Journal On uh, menu tag. Okay, and it's yeah. Stories? Stories Served around the table, www.storyserved.com. StoriesServed.com. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So yeah. we can get our writing prompts. You can get your prompts. Because some of yeah. us are going to not do much after the weather. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's okay. Yeah, you put your plans in, make a list. <laughs> yeah, well, just do something. Yes, just something. The hand, it's in the handwriting. Okay. I think it's handwriting that, that really, you know, kind of opens up some channels. It's a motor activity. It, um, and writing is, you know, one of the higher cognitive functions we have as, as human beings. Um, so, you know, it's motor planning, there's uh, sequencing, the whole thing. I think it just, it's really good for the brain. But we should do uh, yeah. it with a pen, not on a computer. Some people like computers. But I'm, I'm, I'm a little more old-fashioned, but I think handwriting... I'm going with the pro here. Yeah, <laughs> I think handwriting opens up more creative channels. Okay. And, um, and when you look at it, you have a sense of satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could hold it. Do you journal at the same time every day, or um, usually in the morning? Okay. But so, sometimes, you know, if I find, you know, if I'm leaning on the counter with waiting for something to boil, I'll write something down. 
You, you sound yeah. like you're in the counter waiting for something to boil a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to come to my place and teach me okay. how to cook we'll, with we'll, the cook. We'll have fun. We'll, Absolutely. We'll, we'll cook. Well, I am thrilled to have you on. And thank you. Love, this was a lot of fun. Love the book. And uh, if you'd like to read Daily Bread or get started journaling, because I love the lesson on journaling, storyserve.com to get some journaling prompts. I think I'm going to go shopping and get myself a pretty book after this. <laughs> Antoinette, thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.